I blinked. I blinked a few more times, and even then my vision was still cloudy, like I was just waking up with a massive hangover in a room bright with sunlight. I covered my eyes with my hand, trying to ward away the garish attack of light, hoping that my sense of hearing might help me figure out where I was. But my heart was beating so fast, it sounded like waves crashing into my ears. I dropped my hand from my eyes and forced myself to focus, to concentrate on the scenery around me so I could get some sense of where I was and what had happened. Once I was able to make out the rocks that interrupted the otherwise deep blue ocean before me, I realized it wasn't my heart that was echoing through my ears at all, but the actual waves. I glanced down at my shoes and took in the sand, feeling the sea breeze as it whipped around my ankles and caused me to shiver involuntarily. Jolie. I felt like I was moving in slow motion as I turned to face Rand. His dark brown eyes showed his concern for me as he smiled, and his dimples made him appear almost boyish. His deep chocolate hair was tousled, as if he'd just awakened from a restless night. He was breathtakingly beautiful, as always. At the sight of him, something warm began to grow within me, and I recognized the feeling. Relief melded with love. If Rand was here, I was safe. But the question remained, where exactly was I? I swallowed hard, trying to bridge the gap that was growing in my mind. I'd been home in Los Angeles only moments ago, and now I was... Now I was... I glanced around again at the beach and then behind me. I took in the craggy hillside that led up to pastures of heather, dotted with enormous pine trees and a three-story white mansion, the plaque of which proclaimed itself to be Kinlock Kirk. Somehow the title resonated with me and carried me to a place in my mind that I hadn't visited in a while. Kinlock Kirk is the home of the Queen of the Underworld, I told myself. It's my home. We're back in Scotland, I whispered to Rand as I faced him again, the dawning realization forcing the clouds from my mind. He said nothing, just nodded and reached for me, engulfing me in his strong arms. I leaned my head against his chest and inhaled his spicy, masculine scent, relishing the feel of his embrace. You failed. It was a woman's voice, austere and calculating, and I knew it well. I turned to face the prophetess, Mercedes Berg, who stared past us, her mouth angry. The prophetess was the highest of all the witches, and also the queen's chief ambassador, my chief ambassador. But what struck me was how upset she was that her plan hadn't succeeded. Actually, it had been a complete fiasco. And that was when it all came back to me, like someone had just pumped memory juice directly into my brain. Mercedes had broken the rules of time by sending the vampire Sinjin Sinclair two years back in time to meet me before I ever became queen. Hell, before I was even aware that I was a witch. And Sinjin's purpose? To get to know me before Rand did, thereby ensuring that I would never fall in love with Rand, which is what truly happened.
Sinjin had wanted me to fall in love with him instead, and as much as I now hated to admit it, he'd succeeded. But luckily for me, Rand hadn't given up. A gifted warlock, he had recruited the help of Matilda, a fairy. They had traveled back in time to beat Sinjin at his own game. Why Mercedes had orchestrated the whole thing, I still didn't know. And why had Sinjin agreed to it? Well, I also didn't know for sure, but I did have my suspicions. He undoubtedly wanted the promise of power that went along with being the paramour of the Queen of the Underworld—